Bedrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. Brad, it is the week of the last week of the regular season for our Giants and for all these other baseball teams that may not make the playoffs. I'm not counting the Giants out quite yet, but I just got done doing a little bit of research on all of the teams who are in the running for the uh, last two wildcard spots in the National League. And I will admit, it does not look pretty. And unfortunately... The Giants were in control of their own destiny. If you go back to last week when we were talking about, you know, what it would take for uh, for them, and they, they they handled business with the Mariners. They went two and zero against the Mariners again, and then we came to the A's, and uh, unfortunately, they, uh, they they did not win two. They only won one, and so that put them in uh, in an interesting spot where uh, teams jumped over them. And now they're uh, they're one of the lower ranked spots for the wild card right now, but uh, you know I think it's interesting that this season has given us like this different view of of what a season is. If this was a 162 game season, I think the Giants are probably 15 games out of the hunt. But because it was only 60 games, they could you know utilize the big brains in that organization and really compete and and i guess you know i'm thankful for that at least for a 60 game season that they are competing because here we are last week of the season and they are in the mix for one of these spots it's not likely but it's not impossible either no and it's been a it's been a fun stretch um just kind of a sprint from the start uh i remember after after the first what you know six seven games you go uh, okay all right we're 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 getting close to one sixth of the season being done i mean it, it happened that fast and as you're looking at it here and, and i think and we'll delve into it more later but you know the giants are still that 500 ball club um, that they've been all season long, you know, win seven, lose seven. Uh, and then you have a week where you go three and three or three and four. And then next week you go four and three. They're just not able to put it together again with another stretch. If they're going to do it, now's the time. Um, and then, and then again, we'll talk about this more later, but the, the other teams, the, the Phillies, uh, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, all the teams in, in front of them right now, they've been making up those games that they lost due to COVID and, and other situations. So um, not because their teams have had it, but teams they played against have had it. So they are playing a lot more games than the Giants are right now. And, and that's starting to be where, where we saw earlier in the season with that one, well, these guys have to make up these games. So we're going to be looking at percentage points when it comes down to it. And that, that's exactly what we're looking at now. And, and we're going to break this down. Um, We'll break it down as we get into the meat of this podcast, because I did want to look at the entire picture for the Giants, because we've been talking about it on this podcast. Oh, you know, they're in the, you know, they're, they're a game up or, you know, they're, they're right in the mix. But I, I did want to break it down to see what it looked like and to see the opponents that these teams are playing. And, you know, as we're recording this, it is on a Tuesday evening. So by the time most people listen, 
the information will be a little bit outdated because most of these teams will have already played at least one game. Well, the, but, the Phillies are playing a doubleheader today. Oh, so, so two games, possibly. Yeah, two games. So, um, but I think it's 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 interesting just to to look at the whole thing. But before we get into it, as we always do, I wanted to ask you, Brad, what are you drinking today? Well, <clears throat> I went. Um, yeah, so a lot of times we we. Um, we record this in the evening, so uh, you had some stuff going on, and we and, and so I thought oh, I'm going to throw down some dinner real fast, and so I, I had myself uh, for dinner some uh, scrambled eggs, some bacon, and uh, and then and then some bourbon with uh, with a, a Zevia caffeine free cola. Oh, so wow. I went I went the Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec route <laughs> with the bacon and eggs and then and then throw it down with some bourbon. Um, I'm using the Kentucky Best Bourbon from uh, Trader Joe's. It's 45 percent. Uh, so mix that with the caffeine free ZV. I know you did a little while back. You did with Dr Pepper. Yep. Um, but and. I'm old, so I can't I can't do the caffeine <laughs> in the evening. It's just not gonna work. I've never been I've never had a problem with falling asleep, so I don't think that's gonna be the issue, but yeah. <clears throat> my wife just keeps telling me I can't do it. But I I don't I, one of these nights I'm just gonna have a, a soda at like seven o'clock at night and see what happens. <laughs> so I got a little bit of a, a mixing action too, but it is uh, is pre-mixed. So I've I've mentioned Flavier before the the subscription service that I, that I uh, that the, that sends me uh, boxes it's technically boxes every quarter. I've unsubscribed to them just because what I found out is that it doesn't stop me from buying alcohol normally. So I'm just <laughs> adding more to the plate. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you know what, Flavier was good. I love the experience. I think it's cool. Um, I think there's a couple things that they could change about the subscription process, but overall had a good experience. My last thing, uh, I think I'm, pr- I'm probably subscribed for another couple months because it's a quarterly thing, but they sent me a little bit of um, uh, uh, like, a, I guess you could say members only benefit. They said, hey, we have this new thing, not on the market. If you want to order it, go for it. We see that it sort of fits your taste. And so I looked at it. I was like, what the hell is this? So it, it's a it's a, um, a thin can. So the tall, thin cans of something called highball. But it's not it's not spelled like the cocktail that you would order at, at a bar, which is usually some sort of version of whiskey or bourbon with either a uh, like a mineral water or a club soda or even a ginger ale I've seen online. That's that kind my, of a... That, that was my grandfather's favorite drink right there, right. highball. You go over the house and it was a highball. <laughs> so it's, pronoun- it's pronounced highball, but it's spelled H-I-H-A-I ball. So it's like a Japanese version of uh of this drink and it's canned and so i was like wow you know i you know the the big thing right now is you know everyone's drinking these canned cocktails and right. with vodka and everything and they're i can't i can't imagine that they're very good they probably taste like kool-aid but um they're not good at all my wife <laughs> my wife drinks them and that the white claw and all uh, that stuff not for me <laughs> and so um I, I thought about it. I was like, okay, like, and I looked at the back, and you know, there's no sugar, though they faked me out a little bit because the fake out is when they say natural flavors, and that's kind of like mm. a, a another word for some sort of sweetener. Yeah, and so I got a six pack. 
it was expensive, but I, I just wanted to try it, and I, I put it in the in the refrigerator, and I was like, I need to save one for the podcast. So this one's been hanging out. I guzzled the other ones because they're so doggone refreshing. They're so refreshing. It's like um, I can imagine. Well, you know what you know what it's like is I, I mentioned in the past I'm not a big beer guy, but beer is so refreshing in the summer. Uh, you can, you know, you, you can drink a few of them and, and just feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like, um, quenching your thirst in a sense. And that's what this was like. So I would just drink one and I go, wow, like that was so refreshing. It quenched my thirst and, uh, but it has whiskey in it. So it's like, gotta be careful, you know, yeah. can't, can't get too crazy. And so, um, I saved this last one for the podcast cause I wanted to show you now the one thing that I did sort of figure out is that, uh, the whiskey taste isn't heavy. It's almost too light for me. Huh. So I I had some uh, Johnny Walker Red, put about three-fourths of a shot and just <laughs> threw it in there on top, just, just to make it a little bit stronger, to yeah, remind yeah. me that I'm actually drinking whiskey. <laughs> Otherwise, you drink it like a soda. Exactly. And I would have to finish the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I've, I've even looked for this stuff online because I was like, oh, you know, even though I'm not part of Flaviar, I'm interested in, in buying these again. I wonder if it's coming to market, and I can't find anything about them. So it may be something that could be exclusive to Flaviar, though I don't, I don't know if that would be a necessarily a smart business plan. But if it is out there, if I can find it out there in in the the world of BevMo's and Total Wines and, and everything, then I think I would buy it again. It's actually a pretty good drink. I would imagine if somebody's making it, then other companies are also making something like it. Right. Um, so I'm sure it's probably out there because even Dogfish had big, I'm a big fan of their beers. Um, they were bought by Sam Adams not too long ago. And uh, so now Dogfish Head is in the market of the malted soda beverages, um, which again, I don't think I'll ever try again. I haven't found one that I've liked. Um, the, the hard seltzers, aren't too bad. Um, I just don't like sugary drinks. I, I mm -hmm. can stay away from the sugar. It doesn't, yeah, me too. I just, I don't like the taste of it. It's too much for me. Um, but, but the seltzer is not bad. I had one at the beach because I ran out of beer and you know, it worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. So, uh, I did also, cause I ran out of these highballs. I was like, I'd never had this before. And, and I did, I did buy some, you know, we have mineral water, water at the house. So that's what the Johnny Walker red was for. So when I run out of these, I can just, you know, pretty much make my own. I, uh, it, it, there, it is a delicate sort of, um, measurement though, because I was looking up on, you know, you, you can, Google is great for, uh, almost everything, right? Oh yeah. YouTube is great. And and you can just just look oh, how do how do I make this? And it's like you got like seven different versions <laughs> of it. And so I was like trying to figure out like what what would be the right, you know, how, how much how how many shots versus how much water. And so I tried one yesterday and I think I made it too strong. So I'm I'm sort of figuring that out to to make it a little bit more like the the canned version. So I'll uh, I'll see I'll see what the perfect measurement is, and then maybe I'll share that next time. Well, in this one, I just went 
two ounces of bourbon because, you know, two ounces is a normal pour. And uh, I mean, I guess it's a little bit more, one, one and a half. I, I guess two ounces is actually considered a double. So maybe I'm drinking a double. Who knows? But I did that and I did the whole can of soda. And it's good. It gives it a little color, a little, uh, and, and you definitely get the bourbon flavor. It's not overpowering. But it being 45%, you don't want to slam it down. Uh, I, I had one of these the other night when I was uh, had, had some PlayStation 4 time, mm. and I didn't get very far into my PlayStation 4 time because I drank it a little too fast. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I, best, I, I guess I'm going to bed now because that, that was that. <laughs> Before we dive into the, to the baseball playoff yeah, stuff, yeah. can we talk about our search as <laughs> men in our 40s? Late our, 40s. Our search. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, you're a couple years younger, older yeah. than me, but, yeah, but like we're, we're the same. We're, we're in our 40s. We're the same age. Um, our search for the PS5. That, that was fun. I, you know, I don't, as I'm texting you, because you, you told me first. I mean, we, we finished watching. I don't know if you watched it, but I watched the, um, the PlayStation 5 uh, reveal of the price and the release date and everything else. And then, you know, later I'm looking around for it uh, and it'll show up one of these times. And then I think you texted me first and said, it's on Target. It would go check the Target site. So I was like, oh, cool. So you gave me the link. I went, I want the digital version. It was yep. gone. So I did what you did. And I said, well, as long as I can pre-order the disc version, I'm going to do it because I don't know, you know, who knows? It's going to get crazy. Right. So I went ahead and did that. And then... um and then I kept hitting a refresh on the digital version because I was like, well, I think maybe people's cards will start getting declined or right. their parents will find out they pre-order and they're going to go cancel that order right now. So <laughs> I was sitting around waiting for that, came up and boom, it got it. So now I have one of each. And so I'm waiting for more news from Target to, you know, from PlayStation to figure out which Target one I'm going to cancel. Because uh, I'm only going to keep one. I'm not going to spend, you know, a grand on PlayStations. But, um, but yeah, it was fun. It was the, and then the Best Buy clicking and clicking and clicking and refreshing and trying to get in just to pay for it just didn't work. Yeah. But we had a good time. I, th I think it, it was fun. So, and we'll we'll get to the baseball talk. Don't worry. I, I know it's not the best listening to forty year old dudes talk about their video game machines, but but we play baseball games on them. Yeah, sure, sure. And and so I guess the thing is, is the thing that was fun about it, and it could have been anything that we wanted. It didn't necessarily have to be the PS Five. Just something that we both wanted that was hard to get. You know, just the journey and the search for this thing made it even like more important for us to get it because it was hard to get like that's like a that's like a psychological thing there you know you make something a little hard to get and people just want it more and more and you know thankfully for us we did get it like really quickly and then for some other reason we're like no but we want more we gotta we gotta fix we gotta you know solve this puzzle again we, we need to order it from a different place to, just to see if we can and that's what it became for me and then and then i had to go cook dinner and i was like oh i'm out <laughs> <laughs> and I I'm kept done. going. I just kept going. And then uh, all week long this week, they're, I don't know if they're releasing more. At some point they're going to. I've had the Amazon page open and the Target page, or the, sorry, the Best Buy page open because I'd rather get it from Best Buy. Because you can just walk over, pick could, it up. Yeah, and, cruise yeah. over there, grab it. Um, and I've been refreshing those daily. Just 
kind of waiting to see what happens. But I'm not going to be one of those people who's going to hoard them and then resell yeah, me, them. Me neither. Me neither. I don't have it's not my game. I don't have the time or patience for any of that. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So anyone who was looking for a PS5, uh, you know, Xbox too. Xbox just just mm-hmm. released their pre their pre orders and stuff. So it, it'll be. It's always fun when a new system comes out. Like I can remember back in the day of. You know, oh, Super Nintendo versus the Genesis, and there's actually a really good documentary. Well, really good hasn't even come out yet, but I, th- I want to say it drops tomorrow um, on the CBS All Access. Do Do you have any of these like wacky streaming channels where it's like one, uh, you know, one channel and they have to get <laughs> stuff, and then it's the Peacock, and then it's you know all of these different. So I had to get the CBS All Access because I wanted to watch one thing, but there's a, a documentary on uh on video games and it's based on a book that i that i i bought um gosh what is the name of it oh it's called console wars so about this book called console wars very inside i'm sure some of the dialogue was made up it was so inside but uh, i never finished the book i got like 20 percent through and it was just very thorough and I, i just it, it, you know, it fell off my radar, but yeah, documentary, it much. <laughs> CBS All Access, they're playing the documentary. So for those of you who enjoyed the PS5 segment, I wanted to give you a little bit more <laughs> well, to go. You know, the fun thing about the, the PlayStations also, <clears throat> I like using my PlayStation 4 for uh, MLB Extra, or not Extra, it is MLB.TV. Yeah. So the great thing about it is earlier I had the Phillies game on. Uh, and then the Reds and Brewers game started up because, again, we're, we're in a tight race with these teams. Uh, so you can actually, with the uh, PlayStation 4 and MLB.TV, you can do picture-in-picture. Picture. So you mm, can have mm-hmm. two screens going at the same time. So for that, it's it's a blast. And it's a great it's a great streaming device, too. I really like the power of, of those. So yeah. And I imagine the PS5 will be even better at uh, all of those things. Cause, and, and now we're, we're sort of stuck with the with the disc drive. So there's going to be a fantastic 4k Blu-ray player inside there. This is correct. (laughs) All right. So let's get down to some business. Uh, So like I said, uh, when we last talked, uh, the giants uh, were out for a, um, they had three. So they originally had uh, the, the Seattle game got postponed for one day because of the weather, the, the, the smoke, uh, the wet air quality was not good in Seattle. So then they sent the series to San Francisco. Seattle was the home team. They had like these wacky things with, you know, whatever the Seattle music was, they played the Seattle music, even though it was at uh, Oracle. And we said, giants need to sweep this. We can't play with these guys. Cause the next series is going to be so much harder. And they did. And then they played Oakland, went to Oakland, and it was hell for two games. Like eat like the easiest Oakland A's wins you could possibly think. And six oh six oh. And then on Sunday the Giants did take out their aggression and they bashed the A's fourteen to two. But because, you know, they, they only were even for the week, it allowed some teams who are uh, a little bit on fire to, uh, to break into and pass them when it came to, um, when it came to the, the race for the last wild card position. So uh, what were your thoughts just on, on the week? Like, even though they, they split, even though they, they did three, you know, they went three and three, they didn't have a losing record. I still was really defeated because I knew in order to to really you know take charge of this wild card like i knew that they had to win four or five games and they didn't 
Well, and 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 you hit it on the head there because you lose back to back games six nothing. You're not even in those games, so it's it's not like it was a six five loss. And okay, tomorrow we'll come back and get them. After that Friday night game, you're going, oh my god, is this going to be the series? Is it not even close games? Not not even a chance for our closer to come in and blow it like we did against Oakland earlier in the year. Not even that chance. It's just going to be 6 nothing, 6 nothing. Um, the 14-2 game was nice, um, you know, where you always scream, save some of those runs for the next night. And I wish they would have because then last night against uh, Colorado, they yep. get blown out 7-2. to um, But, yeah, I mean, like you said, we had to have those two against Seattle. And that's what this team has done to us all season long. They'll They'll – go against a Seattle team. They'll win two and then they'll lose two out of three in the next series. Just putting that string together. This is the time to get hot. I mean, it starts tonight. We're talking, this is Tuesday night. This is the last week of the season. It starts tonight. You got to put it together. You pretty much, you can win or you can lose maybe one game the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, And again, like we talked about too, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, those are the teams that we are technically tied for at the moment in a uh, uh, win percentage of 0.491. Uh, Philadelphia has the tiebreakers uh, because they have 27 wins. Uh, we have 26. So does Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee has the tiebreaker on us because I don't know, somebody sneezed into the wind and decided <laughs> that was the tiebreaker. I don't, I don't understand the tiebreaker. I haven't looked at them yet. Cause I don't, I don't even want to get that close yet. I mean, it can't um, be total runs cause the giants have 35 more runs scored than the brewers. Right. And you can't do that either because when the season ends, they might not have all played the same amount of games because of COVID and cancellations. Uh, but Philadelphia, because of cancellation, they've including the, the first game of the doubleheader, which they lost today, They've played 11 games in the last week while we played six. So they've played five more games than us in the last week. And they uh, last time I looked, they were tied 6-6 in the seventh inning of game two. Um, so that's going to be a, a 12th game right there. No, I'm sorry. Did my math wrong. That'll be the 11th game. They they went four and six, including the first game of the doubleheader today. Depending on what they do, that'll be their 11th game. Milwaukee played nine games during that stretch. And again, we only played six. So our games had a lot more weight to them, uh, and they just didn't pull it off. When they went to Oakland, it looked extremely flat. Okay, so you talked about what the tiebreakers are. I am on MLB.com, and the scenario, as it says, two teams tie for a division championship, second place, or wild card spot. How do you resolve that? Head-to-head record will be used to break the tie, and this should be relatively straightforward for first or second place in the divisions because the teams will have played each other so often. Okay. If two teams from separate divisions are tied for a wild card spot, remember, there are no games outside of the team's East, Central, or West region this year, the next tiebreaker goes to the team with the higher winning percentage in its own division also known as intra-division record. So where the Giants get killed in this is because they have to play the Dodgers and the Padres. Yeah. That's even where they, they get killed. Even though they play the Dodgers tough, they have not put up a fight against the Padres this season. So should those winning percentages happen to be identical, the next tiebreaker would go to the team 
with the higher winning percentage in the last 20 intra-division games. That, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. but uh. And I think that's where they take the, hey, you played more games than this team played. So they're just going to take the last 20 games. Yeah. And, and so uh, yeah. also, as I, I think people understand, there's no... There's no games to break these ties. It's all done by math, which is going to be based on the winning percentage, no matter how many games you've played more than the other team or less than the other team. They're not going to play any extra games this year, is what you're saying. I mean, they're. I mean, they've played their games. They're. They're. They've got the playoffs set. They've got the start of the playoffs set, uh, and they're just going to stick with that. Okay, so let's look at these teams who are ahead of the Giants in this race for the two wild card spots and i'm going to i'm going to keep uh miami um i'm sorry for the for the yeah for there's there's two wild card spots um up for grabs so so i'm going to take away no i'm going to include miami cuz miami is uh what a couple of games ahead of us um and then actually let me see this no cuz my miami would be the second place finisher in their Mm-hmm. division currently okay so they you really could you could add them and i mean there there are what eight teams almost that we're battling with for that last spot last two spots right i, I should have done this in, in a different way i'll pull up a different schedule i was looking at specific wild card standings but that doesn't tell me who hasn't qualified yet so i'll i'll, I'll sort of go back and forth between both but basically so here's how the divisions stand the the atlanta braves have uh clinched uh, actually, they haven't clinched yet. Have they, they haven't even clinched they have a not clinched spot yet. at this point. They, the only the, two teams that have clinched a playoff spot are the Dodgers and the Padres. That's it from our side. So, so the Braves are thirty-two and twenty-two. They are ahead of the Marlins by four games, ahead of the Phillies by five, five and a half games. So, you know, unless they just fall off of a cliff, they're 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 going to be there. They're more than likely going to win their division. Uh, and and the Marlins and the Phillies are battling for that second. Uh, that second spot in the division, because if you come in second, you also qualify for the playoffs. So there's six automatic qualifiers based on first or second place in your division. And the last two wild card spots are determined by uh, the next two teams uh, in line when it comes to winning percentage. So you have Braves and the Marlins and the Phillies in the East. Phillies have a, a really good shot at winning one of those last wild card uh, spots. The Cubs in the Central are um, more than likely going to clinch the uh, the Central. The Cardinals are four and a half games behind them as we as we record, and also the Reds are right in the mix. The, the Reds have a slightly less winning percentage than the Cardinals because the Cardinals have played uh, what is it like four less games or something like that. Um, and then the Brewers are right behind the Reds. Uh, they're a game back of both teams. So four teams from the central in the mix, the, the pirates are the worst team in baseball, I think. So they're, they're quite far out of it. And then in the West, you have the Dodgers and the Padres, like you said, already clinched. The giants are in the mix at 26 and 27. So they, and the brewers are, uh, are tied in record there and winning percentage when it comes to that last spot. So who are these teams that are, that are kind of in the mix with the Giants. Now, um, I, I'll group 
the Marlins there because they haven't clinched, clinched anything yet. They haven't even clinched uh, second place yet. So they're kind of in the mix if they decide, and they have tough games coming up. So if they like, if they were to lose all six of these next games, they could fall out of the race entirely. Yeah. They play the Braves and the Yankees both three times. And like, like we said, the Braves are, are in first, but if the Marlins sweep the Braves, they are right there in, in the mix for that division. Um, and then the Yankees have already, I think the Yankees have already qualified for the, uh, for the playoffs. They may have, yes, they, they have won the second, uh, spot in the AL East, right? Right. They are, uh, five ish, uh, four and a half games behind Tampa Bay, uh, for the division with this week left to play. Got it. Okay. So, um, so we look at the Marlins, three against the Braves, three against the Yankees. Tough games. Like the Marlins have the three hardest games or the six hardest games left out of all of the teams. Right behind them, the Reds. They only have five games left. So they have the Brewers twice who are in this series of six teams who are, who are still in the running for these last uh, several spots. Um they have the Brewers twice, and then they have the Twins three times. And the Twins themselves are um, they're they're locked into a playoff spot, but they they have not clinched that second spot in the Central. So they may still be playing for something. Um, and then you have um, the Cardinals. They have seven games left. They got two against the Patsy Royals, <laughs> and then they have five with the Brewers, yeah. a five game series. And those are the makeup games we've been talking about. And and I circled that series as that that's going to shake things out. That's going to kind of decide what's going to happen for everybody else. And as a Giants fan, as a Giants player, you hate to be in that situation where you're looking to see, you know, hey, maybe if the Cardinals can go in there and and um, actually the, the Cardinals are technically at home, even though one of those games they're on the road technically, uh, again, because it's a makeup. But if, if, if Milwaukee can go in there and St. Louis can just take care of them, you know, that kind of helps out the giants. But again, you you don't want to be in that situation. This is where you keep saying giants, you're playing the Rockies, uh, in a four game series, you've already lost one. You have no room to lose another game in the series. Right. So. So then the Phillies, they have two games against the Patsy Nationals, the World Series champion Nationals, and then three against the Rays. Now, the Rays are one of the best teams in baseball going, but the Rays, um, they are sort of, at this point, they may have already clinched the division, so maybe those three games don't really mean anything. But still, they're the best team in the American League, and they only sit like two games behind the Dodgers for best team in baseball. So even if they have things clinched, you know, I, I think I think they are. I, I can't say that. Oh, you know, they're not going to care about those games because they want to go into the playoffs on a run, uh, on a nice run too. They're they're not going to want to go in there, you know, just laying down for uh, for for three games. So I think I think that series will be tough. Yeah, and I was thinking about that today. You know, I was out for a walk and I'm listening to some podcasts and stuff, some talk, talking baseball, other people talking baseball, love it. Um, and I was, I started thinking about that with, with a 60 game season and you clinch with, let's say three games left, you clinch the number one seed. At that point, are you 
just going to set up your rotation? I, I think that's probably what you do. Do you rest a lot of your starting position players? Probably not. I mean, these guys are used to playing 150 to 162 games. After 60 games, why, why do you need to give them a two or three day rest? I mean, there's been enough downtime at the beginning of this season. They've had days off here and there. So I think more than likely what you're going to see out of these teams is setting up, uh, setting up rotations. Um, so you might see, you know, a, a non-starter go a couple games this weekend. He'll go two innings, three innings, and then you'll see bullpen games. Um, and, and then they'll set up that rotation for the, for the playoffs. So that, that that's my theory on that, and that's why, you know, when we could look at the San Diego and, and Dodgers, uh, San Diego, um, when we play them, what are they going to be doing at that point? You know, looking at their schedule going forward, um, they've pretty much got that number four seed locked up that things could change if Miami went on a tear and then they dropped off, but they've got Anaheim and then they've got us. So are they going to be setting up their rotation for those last three games against us? You know, what does that do for the competition there? Right. Okay. So just in case people are not, um, are not aware of what the playoffs will look like this year. This is insane. (laughs) This is nothing that we've ever seen before in baseball, which is you have the first round. So you're talking one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five in a best of three series. Best of all, three. Best of three, all in the highest seeds home ballpark, yes. too, which makes it even more difficult. It's an uphill battle for any team, I think, who's a lower seed, um, who's outmatched. Uh, looking unless, at, unless you unless you have two starters. Yeah. I mean, like, like if you're, if you you're the spawn insane and pray for rain, you got a great <laughs> shot no matter who you play. This is true. And and because I'm looking at the first round matchups here, one and eight in the National League, Dodgers and Phillies. Do the, do the Phillies have what it takes to go into... LA or, you know, wherever they end up playing it, it's going to be in Texas. Probably not. Um, and, and take two out of three from the Dodgers. Probably not. Like you said, probably not. Although, I mean, now they're beating up on the Nationals again. Uh, game two, they've got a 7-6 lead in the eighth now. But still, you know, they can hit, but they can't pitch. And against the Dodgers, you need to pitch. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. So yeah. you're going to, I mean, you can look at all those matchups. And like you said, we'll probably talk about this more next week. Um, the actual matchups and what they are and kind of quickly go down them. Um, but it's, man, I can't even imagine going in, into a, a three-game series, a, a two-game series technically and saying, you know, after one game, you lose that one game. Huge uphill battle for those next two games. Yeah, and you, you made a great point about the pit, like historically, now we don't know what this season is going to look like, but historically, in a three-game series, if you could ride two hot starters, you, you should be gold. But, you know, historically in the playoffs, if you have one hot starter and then you bring him back in game five, then you essentially can get two wins out of one guy. But, you know, the teams that are that are actually uh, ha- ha- have halfway decent pitching, we're talking about um, the Cardinals. Um, we're talking about the Reds. 
And every like every other team that is in this mix, you know, the team ERA is is over four. So, and in some cases with with the Phillies, it's over five. Like they're they're the worst when it comes to earn run average. And then you know you got the Miami Marlins uh, right right after that. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of crazy. And you know you you wonder you know where do our San Francisco Giants sit in that in that little matrix there. They're in the high fours as well for pitching. Yeah. So, you know, the, the idea of, well, maybe we can ride, you know, Gossman and Cueto and hope to, you know, and, and hope to steal two games like that. Like, theoretically, I, I would understand why you could think um, that would happen, but you're not doing that against the Dodgers. No. You know, maybe you could do that against the Cubbies. I don't I probably not still. Um, but yeah, so, this, so these playoffs are, are basically going to look a, a lot different. And I think, you know, the thing that's actually good about it is we it's really hard to predict. Right. Like like if you're the Dodgers, even though you're such a dominant team, you've probably won every three game series this year. You're like, what the heck? Like a seven game series is a little bit more, you know, showcasing of, of what we really are than a three game series team can get lucky one game or get all the breaks one game. And all of a sudden, you know, yeah. we got to win too. So, uh, so that that's interesting. So, so the div- but, but see a Dodger team can come back from that though. That's, that's the thing is if they do lose the first game, something weird happens, a late uh, ninth inning comeback, they, you, you could look at the Dodgers and go, well, they can win the next two. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal as opposed to if you're the Phillies and you lose that first game, how do you win those next two? It's it's almost impossible at that point. So, yeah. All right. So second round of the playoffs. So your normal sort of division series, uh, traditional 2-2-1 home team, road team format is a best of five. So that'll be sort of more natural. It's just this wacky wild card series <laughs> that throws everything out of whack. And then obviously league championship series and the world series are are traditional. So. Um, so yeah, so that that's uh, that's what it looks like now. There's uh, two more teams that I wanted to mention. Um, the Brewers. So the Brewers are the only team that the last two series remaining are against teams who are in this same mix. So, so they have the Reds twice, and they have the Cardinals five times, like we mentioned. So the Brewers could actually, you know, do something. They could be the cause of themselves getting on a roll and eliminating some teams, or they could be the cause of you know, just kind of getting eliminated here with with games against these these teams who are in the mix as well of the six. And then our Giants, three left against the Rockies, four against the Padres, and one doubleheader, or it's so two double, two, two, two seven-inning games, right, out of that four? Yeah, two seven-inning games. Um, and and one, one fun thing I always like to look at um, – I, I like season-long stats, but this is a 60-game season. So this season, I've been really going on fan graphs and just kind of looking at the last week. Because uh, that'll tell you, too. Because this this coming week, combined with last week, will tell you who's going to be tough to contend with mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Because um, right now, these guys are gelling. The, 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 the Brewers are on fire. They've, they've won six out of nine games, six out of their last nine games. Um, to really put them in this position. Uh, and, and I like to pull out some of the fan graph stats, the, um, 
exit velocity. That's one of my favorite ones because that, that tells you, like the Giants are scoring runs still, a 14-run game the other night. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they scored a lot of runs against the uh, against the Mariners. They only punched out two yesterday. Got on base quite a bit last night, but but still just could only get across two runs. They're, over the last week, their exit velocity is number 23 in the majors. Really, really low. They're not hitting the ball hard. A lot, lot of Joey Barton there. Exactly. They're, <laughs> they're right. They're, they're number six in batting average, but uh, in hard hit balls, 23rd. Well, you look at Milwaukee, they're 10th in batting average, third over the last week in exit velocity, and third in walk percentage. And and so they're getting guys on base, and then they're hitting the snot out of the ball. Um, Giants are seventh in walk percentage in the majors over the last week. But again, they're just not hitting the ball hard once they get runners on base. Um Number one in walk percentage is, is the Reds, and I'm, I'm just using the teams that are right around us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Phillies are fifth. So uh, these teams are all getting on base, but then that's kind of where it comes into, into play, that, that exit velocity. Cincinnati's 10th, Philadelphia's 15th, and we're way down there at 23rd. So the Giants just have to start hitting the ball hard again, hitting those home runs, getting those doubles, hitting gappers, uh, and and that's kind of what's going to push them back into it. So we'll see starting with this. Now we call it a three game series with the Rockies and then uh, the three games or actually technically four game series with the Padres. So one of the really good things about, uh, you know, when you, when you dig into these numbers, my favorite statistic when it comes to who is a really good team and who is a little bit of like a pretender yeah. uh, is run differential. We've mentioned this stat yeah. on, on this podcast before. That's, a, that's a, always a great one. So there are three teams in baseball who have scored at least 300 runs in this short season so far with you know a, a week of this season to go. Two of those teams are in our division, the Dodgers <laughs> and the Padres. The, actually, I, I would have thought that the Dodgers lead base all of baseball in runs scored, but they are three runs behind the Atlanta Braves. So the Atlanta Braves are uh, are the tops in actually runs scored. But the run differential between the Dodgers and the Braves is kind of crazy because the Dodgers are are one of four teams to have given up less than 200 runs. So the Dodgers have given up 193 runs. Uh, the Athletics have given up 196. The Twins, 190. And the Indians, 183. Now, as we've mentioned, some of these teams have more games than others. So just just that's the caveat there. So when it comes to differential, there are two teams that are above 80 runs in the differential between how many runs that they've scored and how many runs that they've given up. Again, both of them in our division. (laughs) The Dodgers have 119 run differential. The Padres have 84. As we go through the uh, rest of the league, the next highest are the White Sox at 72. They've scored 280. They've given up 208. Uh, the, the Rays at 52, the Yankees at 49, uh, the Twins at 55, Indians at 40, A's at 56, Braves at 60, Cubs at 26. And so going back to this sort of intradivision wild card that uh, that Major League Baseball is creating, you know, it, it, it doesn't bode well for the Giants when you're in the same division 
as the best two teams in baseball, according to run differential. So it's a little bit rough, you know, the poor, uh, you know, the poor Rockies and Diamondbacks too. Like, I think, you know, if you compare them uh, outside of the West versus inside of the West, their numbers probably look a little, a little better as well. Well, you, you didn't give our run differential. Zero. Zero. We've given up just <laughs> as many runs as we've scored, which is we kind are, of perfect if you think that, about it. That is a 500 ball club if you ever want to see one. And that, again, the frustration with this team, you have that, that series against uh, the Mariners that we just had and you go, here's our run. Here's where we go. We're going to take off and then we're going to go to Oakland and we're going to hand it to them. Nah. No. Nope. <laughs> Give all those runs right back. Don't score any runs. And there you back are back down to zero. If we didn't score 14 runs, we would we would be negative. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so now I, I do I do want to say that run differential isn't everything. And I will tell you why it isn't everything. And all we have to do is go back to the um 2014. Giants World Series season. Now they weren't terrible in in run differential for the season. They were a plus fifty one, but they were also behind the Dodgers is plus one hundred and one, and the Nationals plus one hundred and thirty one. And you remember that playoff series against the Nationals, yeah. and then you can even go uh, go more. The best team in baseball that year when it came to run differential was the Oakland A's. And I don't even think they got out of the, uh, that, uh, the wild card one game playoff, right? Like they, they lost that no, game. They've had trouble with the wild card game going back a few years. So it's not everything, but it generally shows you kind of, you know, who the, who, who the really good teams were in the regular season. Yeah. And, you know, the bummer part about this year's playoffs is in the past, if you had the, you know, three division winners and then the two wild cards, you would probably the way it would line up is you would probably get the Dodgers and the Padres, um, who are the two best teams in the National League. I mean, we can't say they're not. Um, You would get them in the National League Championship Series. But the way it's set up now is if they both win their first round, they're going to meet in the NLDS. So a three out of five series is all we're going to get out of those two teams playing against each other. So it's kind of a bummer that that's the way it's set up instead of, you know, let's get the three division winners and then let's just go next best record and then we'll kind of fit them in by record or win percentage and, and try to match it up so one and two would technically face each other. But we're, we're not going to get that. So, All right. We were going to do a little bit of a, of a breakdown of Joey Bart's uh, season, but we, we went a little bit long on this playoffs. And I actually liked it because, you know, as, as much as we want to only talk about the Giants, like the overall bigger picture is MLB postseason. Giants are sort of in the mix maybe not we'll see if they can get hot and if they are in the mix next week's show is going to be so much more fun oh yeah for but, sure. but but in in the case that they don't make it we'll have a little bit more time next week and we can kind of break down joey bart's rookie season um because i wanted to give us enough time to talk about our tournament we, we've been since the beginning of this podcast we've been uh, trying to figure out who is the greatest San Francisco Giants team of all time. We've been using uh, our my favorite 
non-console uh, game, which is Out of the Park Baseball. Uh, and earlier in the season, or earlier in the show, uh, I think it was one of the first few episodes we were able to give away a couple codes. And I think our goal is to have... Um, is to have the main guy from Out of the Park Baseball on this show. Maybe when we get to sort of the end of this tournament, then we'll bring him on and and uh, chit chat with him about this game because something that I, you know, I'm sort of, I, I, you don't really play the game necessarily. You sort of manage the game, and I, I'm I'm run I'm running it like at least one <laughs> or two games every day. So it's just what I do. Like when I need to sort of relax and sort of think about something, I'm just having this thing run in the background to kind of uh, you know just to 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 make me comfortable. So. See, and you you have that luxury. I, I once once quarantine started, <clears throat> and I was at home, and my wife is working like literally back to back to me. We have two desks in our den in our house, and the kids. I can't sit and play the game because then it looks like I'm not doing anything. <laughs> so, so, so it's so hard for me because in the morning I'll get up, you know, and I'm just kind of goofing around, and I'll, I'll start doing some Sims, and and then the the kids will walk in and they go, are you playing your game? I go, yeah, it's not eight o'clock yet. I'm not on the clock. It's all good. <laughs> Drinking my coffee. I'm watching, uh, you know, a uh, major league baseball, uh, morning show on MLB network, uh, MLB central. And then I'm, and then I'm running some Sims. I'm, I'm managing some games. So back off. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I mostly have it on, like, you know, I'll be in meetings during the day or, you know, a, a lot of my work is dealing with, um, you know, obviously I work for Nextdoor, one of the co-founders. And when we have some, some sort of conflict going on in the neighborhood or in a neighborhood that somebody gets reported and I got to sort of kind of deal with these kind of hard to think through solutions with a member. And I'm like, you know what? I just need to think about this and I'll have the game running in the background while I'm trying to figure out what the answer is. That's what but I, need. I, I will say that, um, one time this was, this was earlier in the summer. Uh, my stepdaughter, she barges into my office and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm just working. She's like, well, how come the, what's that game going on? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, that's, you know, it's just out of the park. And she's like, and so then she runs and tells her mom. She's like, "Mom, what is the game?" Uh, and then I looked at her and I was like, "What are you, the police? Like, yeah. what's going on? Come on, snitch! Why do, why do I get ratted out?" <laughs> yeah, that and that's how I feel too. Because I'm sitting there goofing with the game, and I and I <laughs> and I hear that. I see him walk in. And I'm like, "Man, I'm you know." Just trying to get, this is like my morning coffee. It's coffee with more coffee. It gets me thinking. It gets me, mm -hmm. but, but in my job, I do a lot of video editing. Um, and I won't get into what I do because it's crazy. We would talk about that some other time, but, but I do a lot of video editing and audio editing. So I can't, I can't do that here as much, but there's a lot of times where I'm rendering really, really large files mm -hmm. and it's going to take three, four, five hours. And so I have that going on another machine. And so at the same time, I can then goof around with the game, mm -hmm. get some time in for that. So, but doesn't happen so much often here. Yeah. So, but my, my, my stepdaughter, Ada, she, she, you know, I, I got her back for sure. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you, you can't, you can't mess with me, man. No, you can't get away with that. <laughs> All right. So, so this game, what, what were the seeds here? We have the 2000 Giants against the 1971 Giants. 
Yeah, so let me take a quick look at the seed numbers. I did not write that down, but that take me a second. Um, so we had the 2000 NLDS losers. Um, was that the... Uh, Oh, was that the Benny Agbayani years? I was going to say, is that the Mets season? Yeah, <clears throat> I think it was. Yes, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Benny Agbayani with the uh, Grand Slam against uh, in one of the... That's all I remember. I tried to block that whole series out. <laughs> um, so, yes, the 10th seed 2000 NLDS losers against the 7th seed uh, 1971 NLCS losers. Uh, that team with Mays, McCovey. You know, older Mays, McCovey starting to come into his own a little bit more. Um, and you had still had Gaylord Perry, still had Juan Marichal. So I thought the way this game has played, the 66 team just dispatched the 2014 World Series champions with no problem with their pitching of Perry and, uh, and Marichal. And the 65 team had, uh, they took on the 62 team. So they both had, um, a Marischal on there and the 65 team went on. So I thought, you know, based on that, the 71 team is going to dominate pitching wise, exact opposite. The 2010 team or 2000 team completely destroyed the 71 team destroyed Perry, destroyed Marischal, uh, wasn't even close. They outscored them. Uh, they, they won the series four games to one. There was one game, the, uh, game four, the 71 team avoided a sweep by winning 10 to one. Um, but that wasn't any indication of how the series went because uh, 2000 outscored 1971. 47 to 25, uh, almost doubling their score. Um, they hit 11 home runs, 71 only hit two. Um, but the walks, that was the crazy part. I had to look at that one because these both of these teams drew a ton of walks in five games. The 2000 team walked 27 times, 71 team walked 28 times. But once they got people on base, they just weren't able to drive them in. Um, Jeff Kent, uh, who was the National League MVP in 2000. He took the MVP for this series. He hit 476 in five games with four home runs and 13 RBIs. Uh, the young at the time, 1971 Chris Spire, hit 450 with no home runs and four RBI. He was the outstanding uh, player for the 71 team. So <clears throat> as, uh, as, as we look forward here, so... We'll talk about this in a second, but who do the 2000 Giants move on to play in the next round? So now they're going to take on the number two seed, the 2010 World Series champions. Mm. All right. <clears throat> so we have we only have one matchup left to decide the last spot in the second round. So we can talk about that real quick. Next week, we've got 1987 NLCS. One of my favorite I, teams of all time. Again, we have no say in any of this. We just set the lineups based on the most common lineups that year. Um, and But I am pulling for that 1887 <laughs> team. We have, we have a 2002 team. We have the 2000 team in there. Uh, we don't need a 2003 team right. in there. I want that eighty-seven. We got team we got a that. lot of berries. <laughs> That's right. We need a we need a Will Clark and Hackman and and Candido Maldonado. We need him in there too. Um, now that's the last remaining spot. The winner of that game. Will or winner of that series will go on to play the 2012 World Series champs. 
Um, we, we're not going to do any kind of reseeding. Yeah, I think we decided at the beginning. So this 9-8 matchup will take on the number one seed, uh, and we'll just go from there. We've had a lot of upsets. Yep, tef- I mean, definitely had a lot of upsets. You know, you wouldn't think on a podcast named Thompson to Clark <laughs> that one of those teams that were representing 89-93, who both lost. Lost badly. And, you know, this is their last chance. So for the Thompson to Clark uh, podcast, this is the podcast's team. They got to win this game against the 2003 Giants. Well, and if they don't, what do you rename it? I mean, do we (laughs) rename our podcast? I mean, uh, Aurelia to Snow? I don't don't know what you rename it. (laughs) Durham? (laughs) Durham to Snow? I I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so a couple quick things that stood out about this series is I'm kind of mad because Levon Hernandez never came up this big in playoffs for the Giants before. He beats Juan Marichal in game five and in game one. Yeah. What the hell? Like, you know, I, I told you sort of on the side, but in the, in the 2002 World Series, I was trying to will Levon into, into, into being like the, the guy. And I and so I started saying, you know, I believe on and Levon. Like that was my saying. And then, man, like you know, just over over the years, you know, he he was he was a solid starter for them, but he oh sure, you know, he wasn't necessarily the ace of all aces that they may have needed uh, to get over the top. But he was he was good. He just it's just one of those things where I you know the heartbreak of those losing uh, those teams losing and stuff. He's just sort of sits right there in my memory for the heartbreak. Well, and you know the fun thing with this uh, with this game too, when you set up a series like this. You can choose what uh, what era managerial uh, statistics styles are going to go into it. So the way I started this at the beginning is I said, I'm going to take whoever the higher seat is. That will be the managerial uh, gameplay style. So this was based on 1971. So Levon Hernandez in game five threw 143 pitches. And he went eight and a third innings, wow. gave up nine hits and five runs. But he gave up his five runs, but he wasn't going to get pulled because in 1971, you just said, no, you're going to, no, you're fine. You keep going. You're, is your arm falling off? Nope. Then keep going. He had 143 pitches. Um, not sure how many he threw in the first game. I'll go back and look at that real quick. But but that that's the fun part is you get to see, all right, how are these guys? Oh, 140, let's see. Oh, no, 108. And Marischal in that first game threw 141 pitches. So ah, Marischal could come back next game. And yeah. Now nowadays, what is it? Oh, you're at the 85 pitch mark. <laughs> yeah. Let's start thinking about pulling you out. Yeah. So just a couple other things that stood out. Obviously, Kent, you know, had a great series wins the MVP. Um, Bonds, uh, Bonds is okay. Els Burks is is solid. Aurelia hits a jack. JT Snow has a good series. So, you know, the boppers in the middle of their of their lineup uh, does the job. Uh, on the pitching side, it's Estes. Estes goes eight, uh, scatters 14 base runners in those eight innings, to, but only gave up, uh, looks like, two runs. 
And then uh, Levon, you know, 16.1 innings pitch, gave up 17 hits um, and scatters, scatters some runs, seven walks as well. So, you know, it was really the hitting... Um, and and it's kind of like now I didn't watch these games. I, I know you watched them, but just sort of uh, giving up. You know, there's a lot of base runners for the '71 team, but they could not put those put those runners across. And on the other side, um, you know, decent hitting, but no, none of the power that the that the 2000 Giants had. Like the two, this '71 Giants only had two home runs, one by Al Gallagher and the other by McCovey. And uh, and you know the the pitching just was not there at all. Like it was really such an offensive series. Well, and and kind of an example of how this series went, uh, the seventy one team would would have to inch back into games. You know, run here, a run there, a run there, and then all of a sudden the two thousand two uh, two thousand team. Uh, let's say I'm just going to use uh, the, this last game as an example. In the fifth inning, they finally pulled back. They they were down five four. They went down five uh, one, inched back and made it five four. And then in the fifth inning, 2000 team gets a couple of walks, a hit, and then Ellis Burks hits a grand slam. And then you're thinking, okay, well then that's it. I mean, they're they're not going to come back, and they didn't because they just didn't have the firepower to come back in these games. So yeah. Um, so that so these next this next round of games, I'm getting ahead of ourselves here because we still have one uh, first rounder left. But this next round of games, now these are going to be the high powered offense of a lot of these teams, or the dominant pitching of the 66, 65, uh, 2012, 2010. And then you've got mashers on the 2002, 97, 2000 team, and then either the 2003 or 87. So if everything points to the way things have been going, it doesn't look good for the 87. Mm. I hate to break it to you. I'm going to be so sad. (laughs) I'm going to be, I won't be quite as sad as when Candy Maldonado lost the fly ball in the uh, nights and lights in game seven and Atlee Hammaker is on the mound, you know, just looking like was brutal. It's just, you know, eh, what, what can I do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was, I'm, the I'm just, I'm just, I'm at Lee, like I'm okay, but <laughs> yeah, I'm you know, cool. I'm, I'm not going to come out here and win you a game seven right? with Kruko sitting there on three days rest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still should have thrown. Oh uh, no, I, I, I that that series didn't affect me in any way. It's only yeah. been you know forty <laughs> years or thirty thirty four years or whatever. I I still remember shedding tears watching Ozzy Smith pour milk over his head. Oh my god! I just that. Yeah, hurt. my my dad. My dad was like, he's like, a you can be sad. But they were blown out in this game, and they had no chance, so you can't be yeah. that sad. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, but Dad, this is the first time. They, they were but Thompson, there. Clark, Uribe, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but then after that, you you did have that. Even I was 14 at the time, so I had that wherewithal to say, well, these guys are going to be around for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to do this again. And we did two yeah, years later yeah. in 89. And then I had the theory of 87. NLCS, 89, World Series, 91, 91. World Series champ. Oh, man. Not even close. No, no they were bad. <laughs> yeah, 91 and 92 were rough. No. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going to wrap it up. I uh, appreciate uh, people sticking with us through our hijinks of PS5 talk. But I think, 
you know, if, if you if you were kind of like me and you were like, eh, I'll sort of figure out the playoffs when we get there. Yes. Hopefully that gave you a little bit of information about it, because I, I finally was like, OK, I need to dig into this thing and see what it's all about. <laughs> well, this should make the last week fun. Yeah. MLB. So many MLB teams Network, are in the mix. Yeah. MLB Network, ESPN, they all carry games. They're going to be carrying all of these games. So it's fun to kind of have it on my Kindle Fire at the same time I'm watching the Giants games. And, you know, breaking news. It's not going to be breaking by the time you listen to this. But the Phillies were walked off by yep. the Nationals in game two. So the Giants. Giants slid ahead of them in in the race. Ever so slightly. All right. So for Brad, I am Double G. Uh, Peace out. Peace.